A hundred percent. Do you ever go back to Brazil? Do you, you, you ever visit? Brazil's a shit show, yes. Do you, do you ever wonder where is that little purple girl, purple belt girl that choked me out? That was and a blue belt. Blue belt yeah. girl, and and where's and I'd love to see her in the gym again. <laughs> I just, I just, because I'm, I'm petty like I'm that. I'm back, mother. That's right, because I'm petty <laughs> like Kill that. Kill me now. <laughs> Choke me out now. Oh, I have yeah. some weird fetish, right. and it's because of you. Right. Yeah. You don't remember <laughs> yeah, me, but I remember. Yeah, you don't remember me, but I remember right. you. Let's go. <laughs> you were lied to, and don't let that cloud critical thinking. How many points do I have to make that don't? Add How up? many other people do I have to bring in this conversation that do not back up Rob's? JV team for life. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Anti-Hero Podcast, part Delta Force, part Street Cop, all podcasts. I'm your host, Tyler, owner of Refractive Wolf Apparel. And I'm Brent Tucker, owner of FRCC. And today, we have Brennan from BJJ Cops. What's going on, everyone? You're finally here. You made it. <laughs> I made it. We've I been talking it. for a while. I think you, at first, when I started this podcast, maybe low-key blew me off because you didn't know who I was, but you're here. <laughs> way, to slide, way to slide that in yeah. I'm glad that I'm here today <laughs> oh, Anyways, I'm glad I'm here today Yeah, we have a lot to talk about, man And I just want to thank you guys for all the, for all the support You know what I mean? I think uh, 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 you guys out there speaking the truth And uh, um, I mean, you rough off a lot of feathers and But uh, hey, <laughs> that's the nature of the business, right? Yeah, we wouldn't be where we're at right now if we Hadn't ruffled some real big feathers <laughs> a couple months back. Oh, MG. But, uh, yeah, so if you guys haven't, please go over to our Patreon. Um, that's where we get, you know, the support to uh, to buy equipment and stuff like that. We shoot content all the time. Uh, we're actually getting better. You can actually go on there and see Brent play guitar, and he's actually really good at it. Oh, oh yeah. Thanks for, <laughs> th thanks for sneaking that in there. And uh, a shout-out to... Our sponsors, uh, Refracted Wolf Apparel, use Anti-Hero for 15% off at checkout. It's uh, uh, graphic tees. It's outsider apparel for the front line. So first responder owned, veteran owned, um, hats, stickers, flags. Uh, we're coming out with some new designs soon. And our other sponsor is FRCC, of course, where you can uh, use FRCC15. That's FRCC15 and get 15% off any purchase on the website and so going back to the to uh you being in town we went to or i went to your uh your seminar yesterday i think uh, i think it was amazing man uh um we had a great turnout and uh first when you come in i'm like hey man uh we expecting 70 cops in here and <laughs> i used to have uh I don't know what I'm gonna do. So, actually, um, we're glad. I'm how I'm gonna say this, but I'm kind of glad that people uh, canceled in the last minute because the gym was uh, small for that amount of people that sign up. So next time I'm probably gonna need a bigger place. But uh, we have an amazing day yesterday, man. A bunch of cops, cops from all over Florida. Actually, one guy flew in uh, from Puerto Rico uh, just for the class only. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, when I went to Puerto Rico, he uh, he could take the class, so he said, "I want to take this class." <laughs> and plus, it's cost wow. effective. You know what I mean? Come on, man, eighty dollars, um, eighty dollars, great product. 
uh, uh, everyone was happy. Everyone was very engaged. Yeah, and one of the things that he brought up yesterday, Brent, was, uh, you know, so first off, you give a lot of, uh, like, not a lot of downtime, but you give a chance for to sit there and and take a break and a breather, and you'll you'll talk for, like, four minutes. And one of the things he talked about was, you know, it's all subjective. $80 is $80, depending on who you are. But he was like, you know, God forbid something happens to you. Your agency will pour thousands and thousands of dollars into a funeral and a memorial service for you. But they won't spend $80 for you to go, you know, learn technique and skills to keep you alive on the road. Yeah, and, and they'll pour millions of dollars into a frivolous lawsuit that they should have never paid out. Well, that's, that's the other side of that spectrum. That's true. Okay. Exactly, and uh, uh, yeah, one of uh, one of the coaches that I have, you know, he told me that, you know, in one of my seminars, I'm like, dude, you make sense. So he was telling me, uh, um, he was telling me, hey, um, if you die, this your agency, your agency is gonna uh, spend thousands and thousands of dollars on your funeral, but then again, they don't want to give you eighty dollars or a hundred dollars or give you the time so you can go and train. Yeah, I'd say I always look at it in a little bit of a, a, a similar light, but, but a little bit different. At the end of the day, because I think this is the language that, that, uh, that supervisors and politicians and people who hold the purse strings understand. It doesn't matter if you're in the military or, uh, or, or, or law enforcement, is reduction of risk. Um, and risk uh, and you know uh, adversity to risk um, you don't know how to subdue a person you really have a greater chance of, of harming them than uh, th- than than if you do know what you're doing and that kind of doesn't make sense at first and you're thinking well if someone who's really good with their hands knows you know can can definitely hurt someone that's that's like if you don't know what you're doing the only the only repercussion you have to get this guy on the ground is to use absolutely all the force you have and throw him on the ground as hard as as you can and there's there's one injury there or to fight with them for five minutes when this thing should have been over in about 15 seconds and i'm sure you've seen plenty of videos online of cops just trying to handcuff someone and it's got to be really frustrating for you to watch that because you're like there's the the technique this, this isn't a secret like people train law enforcement like yourself how to do this this shouldn't be as big as a problem as it is no you're 100% right and uh, you make a, you made a point there um, if i don't know what to do i'm going to use um, an extreme amount of force so i can control the person right but um, you made a point there but who you need to blame the officer the person or the administration? Well, I'm, uh, that's yeah. I, I'm, I assume that's a rhetorical question because we all <laughs> we all we all know the you all know the answer to that, you know. Um, but and and I hate to say it, you know, that not to be the the older, wiser person. There's 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 two people that I blame right off the bat. The first person I blame is a suspect. Mm-hmm. Don't resist arrest. I mean that that solves that solves all of policing problems you know and 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 one simple statement stop resisting arrest but that's not going to happen and the other thing is you know well then yeah administration stick up for your police officers well that's not going to happen so 
law for, so police officers are spending eighty dollars out of their own money to to get the training that 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 should be pro- provided for them. So uh, um, I agree with that. So if they stop resisting, <laughs> everything's gonna be that's right. everything's gonna be Disneyland, right? Right. Everyone's gonna be happy. Let's but just that's, try it. America, right. Let's just, <laughs> let's just, America, humor me. Just give me 30 days. Exactly. Don't resist arrest Do not, for 30 uh-huh. days, and let's just see what happens. Let's get crazy. Uh, you know, I like that. I like that. But uh, then again, we got to go back to reality, right? Well, because even even if you had the perfect scenario and, and all the criminals stop resisting, I brought this up the other day when I was talking to one of your uh, one of your counterparts that, uh, you know, the, the mentally ill are becoming more prevalent on the road and on the streets we're running into them more and more and more and i don't know if that's because there is more of them or they're just like realizing that they can come out of their alleys and be weird all the time on my shift but to be able to subdue when i was a young cop i didn't care you know it was it was it was on and now (laughs) look come here yeah like seven years later i'm like man just because someone's mentally ill or having like a an episode maybe not even mentally ill let's say somebody has to be uh what do you call that i I know what it's called here in florida it's called a baker act but you know you're involuntarily uh brought to be examined uh you know sometimes those people put up a fight and they don't deserve to be tuned up the way and if you can apprehend them safely and efficiently rather than you know having to hurt them yeah or or the the guys just and that that I've kind of come to realize as, as as I get older, guys just having a bad day, you know. And when when you're when you're young and and you know and, and you see that, you got to be like, you know, this well, this guy's getting it. But at some point, as you get older, you're like, I've had some bad days. Maybe this guy's just having a bad day and doesn't does doesn't deserve. The... And the cops are the last straw of the day. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Get your hands yeah. off me. That's right. Yeah, I get and, that. And then what? Okay, so now going back to that, right? Uh, uh, um. I believe that uh, we have we have to have support for our brass for the admin, and I believe that uh, cops they should seek for training as well. When cops ask me, "Hey, uh, or uh, w- should I try this company? Should I train with this person?" I'm like, "Yeah, go ahead, man. You know, I think uh, uh, you should you should try everything, and then you're gonna make your own decisions. You know, what's best for you, what you're gonna use on real life." For example, um, we had a cop yesterday. We had several cops yesterday, but we have one who's a jiu-jitsu black, I mean, jiu-jitsu purple belt. And he was like, bro, everything was there. I never noticed. He was next to you, by the way. <laughs> he was what? He was next to you. Oh. And when he said this, he was like, bro, everything was just there. I never noticed, you know, and we have... A, we have cops that never did any grappling, jujitsu, anything like that. They're like, bro, I'm amazed by this, you know. Um, I wish I had more try- time to train. But the thing is, they work crazy hours. And plus, jujitsu is not for everyone. You you know what? That's the first time I've ever heard someone say that because it's such a moneymaker that even, you know— you, gym owners are naturally they're businessmen and they're like hey soccer moms hey kids everyone can do jujitsu come on in and it's like wow it's cool it's fun but brandon was the first one i've ever heard go guys in all reality jujitsu is not for everybody <laughs> it's not man it's and not because- not everybody wants to spend three nights a week just getting their ass kicked on the mats it, 
Yeah, you leave your family uh, inside a house unattended. Uh, uh, you put a lot of hours in. You know, uh, I the gym that I train to, uh, the, the gym that I go to, Brazilian top team Jacksonville. The owner, he's a uh, former SWAT. He's a badass Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, world champion, Pan-American champion. He won everything. I think his MMA record is like 15-2 or something like that. He's a badass. So we have over 26 black belts in-house. And those guys, the big guys. So when I go to the gym there, I'm like, shit, I'm going to this butcher shop again. <laughs> but, yeah. but then again, when I got there, you know, whenever I'm tired and I decide to go to the gym and train, those are the best days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I see this dude, hey, what's up, man? Hey, long time I don't see you. Let's train, let's train. And then again, I have like 10 black belts. You know, my friends that, you know, went to the same shit. And then we train, then I feel great again. But you're 100% right. Uh, uh, you have to put a lot of effort. You have to put a lot of time. And who wants to put this time right now? I'm seeing, I've seen like uh, uh, guys that love to lift. I'm not saying just cops. I'm talking about general, right? Mm. Alpha males that go to the gym. And then we have this 130-pound female blue belt, purple belt, that put them on a chokehold. Next day, I don't see this dude. I'll never see this, I'll never see this guy again inside the gym. So we have an ego. I mean, everything's hard, right? To get there, to step in. The process is very, very hard if you're new to jiu-jitsu. But then again, and then when you go to that class, you got tapped by a female yeah. who, come on, you'd be like, wow. Yeah, I, I, I said this, uh, I've, I've said this before. Obviously, we have a you know, hand-to-hand, um, as we were talking about earlier, you know, a hand-to-hand uh, course um, and program, you know, at, at the unit. And, uh, you know, I, I, I utilized it, but I didn't utilize it as much as, as, as I would if I was a police officer. And that sounds maybe a little odd, but I'll tell you why. Everywhere I go in the Middle East, every door I go into, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying I'm a big man. I'm the biggest man in any door that I go into in the Middle East. They're just smaller people. Terrorists, generally speaking, are 5'8", 130 pounds. And there's nothing that six foot... 215 Brent can't make that guy do the moment I want him to do it. America is a completely different story. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not the biggest man in any 7-Eleven I walk into. <laughs> you know what I mean? And man. if you don't and if you don't know what you're doing, a, a you know, a a, a, a non-law abiding citizen will roll me up in a heartbeat. Yeah, uh, I have to. Uh, I have to agree. I mean, Americans—they're just a different breed. You know what I mean? Uh, um, I'm, you gotta understand one thing: Americans are the strongest uh, uh, race in the world. It's funny you say it. Not to cut you off, but it just reminds me real quick. Um, we're we're training with the uh, or doing missions with the French special operations, and we go into their gym because we're at, at their at their facility. And there's the 45 pound plates are just dusted. Like as if they've never been moved. There's 25 pounds on all the bench presses. Nothing over 25 pound, you know, dumbbells are, you know, are, you know, they're all dusted over 25 pounds. And the French special operation, you know, made this comment. Uh, they use the term American muscle, and and it's so true. America, we, of course, we have tons of fat people, but. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Only in America, you know, will you go to a gold gym and see anyone 
You'll see. You'll. I'll, I'll go to the gym tonight and see ten guys benching three fifteen. You don't see ten guys benching three fifteen in a whole southeastern part of of Uruguay. Exactly. So you know? before, like before, and, and let, just let me add something yeah. before I got bashed by all the countries. Look, <laughs> <laughs> look. In Brazil, we have this thing. If you're 18 years old, you have you go to military there. You have to sign up in order so you can get your paperwork right, your passport, driver's license. Stuff like that. We call Chiro de Guerra. That means shut off war. So you have to do a, a, a mandatory boot camp for six months. It's mandatory to the country. So everyone's got to do it. So when I went, I saw guys. I'm like, damn, how come this guy is here? And um, on a group chat yesterday, someone sent a picture that I can show you later. American military and Brazilian military. Dude, you see this guy. <laughs> this this guy uh, from American military, he looks like Incredible uh, Hulk. And then you see this Brazilian guy. You know what I mean? It is true. Americans are the strongest race in the world. But they just know how to use their power. But then again, I see this generation fading away. It is. Yeah, I agree with that. It's fading away. It's fading away. Because the way that I learned jiu-jitsu was different than the way that they teach jiu-jitsu now. I, well, so... What did you, how did you get into it? What's your background as far as like, you know, I guess. Yeah, let me, uh, 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 yeah. So um, for those that don't know who I am, um, you know, my dad's American. My mom's from Brazil. I was born in Brazil, grew up there, then decided to move to the United States later on in life. Um, we are mixed Israelis, Cubans, Americans, and Brazilians, of course, right? That's <laughs> why I still have the accent. Um a lot of people don't know, but I have 10 police officers in my family. Six are active. One is the chief of police, and I'm very proud of that. Um, I started as a correction officer in 2008, you know. And, uh, man, I mean, correction officers, I, I, they, they go hands-on all oh, the yeah. time. Yeah. All the time. Because every time that you bring a detainee to, who wants to be in jail, bro? No one. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Not even handcuffs. The corrections officer. Not even the correction officer wants to be there. And then you bring this guy in. Right. He's all pissed because you sprayed him, you taser him, you, right. you threw him up. Yeah. He's going to see the uniform. Oh, you a yeah. cop too, motherfucker. And he's not going to fight you. He's going to go, you know what? I'm just going to pee my pants. Right. So you go hands on all the time. And there's no threat of jail. He's already there. Bro, yeah. You have. I remember. I used to get sick all the time. You have 100 coming in and like 200 going out like on a daily basis. Um, were you uh, you were uh, corrections officer here in in America? Yes, okay. here here. So, it's, yeah, I was already in America. Uh, where, um, where at? Uh, South uh, in South Florida. Okay. So now going back to the jujitsu, how to start jujitsu? I wanna I wanna make a point when I say that big guys are tapped by small females. That happened to me. I was a twelve year old child, and I was. I'm still dumb, but <laughs> I was even dumber back then. I'm like, hey, um, I went to a class, and I saw this female training. She was a blue belt. Her, her name is Niani. And I'm like, I told the instructor, so if I, if I make her tap, would you give me a blue belt today? He said, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so in like seconds, bro, this girl, she puts me on a triangle. It? And then all the caller belts, put him to sleep, put him to sleep. And then luckily, she let me go. So I'm like, shit. And I mean, this shit works. So I started training. But then again, in Brazil, I was into, uh, I was on the sewage when I lived in Brazil. In a sense that, uh, you know, I mean, you do some dumb shit. 
Anyhow, I fixed myself. I moved to the United States. I started training again, jiu-jitsu. So I saw a school in Framingham uh, um, with Mario. He used to, was not even jiu-jitsu, it was like ground game, just a ground game. Uh, a lot of UFC fighters used to go there back in the days. Uh, um, and I'm like, okay, this is cool. So it looks like jiu-jitsu, but was no gi only. And uh, we went to a, we took our best guy from that gym to an MMA fight in Revere, Massachusetts in 1999, all right? So this guy was the best. I used to look at this guy, I'm like, damn, bro, you a fucking beast. And then he, he, this guy fought against another school, all BJJ guys, and this guy from the BJJ school demolished our guy. Mm. Like, dude, it was in a way that I was, that I'm like, wow, I have to train with these people. Because yeah. these people that I'm training right now is not, is not so good. So I saw the fight on Friday night. Saturday, I packed and moved to Boston. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So I moved to Boston. You're about that life, huh? Yeah. Have, have gi, will travel. <laughs> so check this out. I'm going to make a point that why we have a soft generation nowadays. And back then, so we started like maybe... Uh, um, so we started training with this gym, and um, we made it to a blue belt. We have maybe like 10 blue belts uh, in this gym when we made it to a blue belt. And our job was to make the white belt quit. Yeah. If oh, man, yeah. that's, um, that, that's yeah. toxic. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that was, and my instructor didn't right. care back then. Yeah. If you made it to a blue belt, then they talk this, one, this, this guy is good. So it's just like, I believe it's just like the tryout for special forces. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. It's the old school That's FTO right. program. You know, when you sit in a, <laughs> your FTO's car, your field training officer's car back in the day, they, I swear to God, they they were there to make you quit. You know, and it, exactly. was, it was miserable. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. Exactly. They so don't do that anymore, do they? Brent's, no. Brent's pro bullying, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so straight out bullies, man. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm not... Pro bully. I'm just not anti bully. Yeah, it's different. It's different. <laughs> We're leaving it open for discussion. So now you try to do that. Any BJJ school won't last a student. Do I think this is the right way to teach? Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah, it's hard because you're right. The results should should answer that question. You don't have to answer that question. The results should answer that question. And I think by by the way you've framed the discussion, saying that we haven't gotten better, we've gotten worse the results answer that discussion, answer that question. Right. And uh, um, one more thing here, too. You guys need to understand one thing. Going back to the soft generation that we have. If you, if you introduce the old program, nowadays it's not going to last. No one's going to last inside the gyms. Now... The gyms needs to be a curriculum. Everybody needs to be. Everybody now is. I mean, has a good yeah. ap appearance because back in the days, man, you go to the gym. The first thing that they do was shave your head. Jujitsu guys, you, you used to look like monsters. Yeah, back we're, in the day, shave all the soccer moms' I, I, heads. I'll dis <laughs> I'll, I'll disagree with what you just said in in, in one aspect. You know, uh, and just to add on to it, you know, should we still, you know, should all BB, should all BJJ gyms do that? As far as you know, bully the the white belt? No, no. the competitive ones should. The com you know, if 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 you have a a, oh, a program yeah. that wants to you know send their guys 
places and win things, they probably should. But I'll say this about this generation, no matter how soft it is, no matter how soft the next generation is, there are a percentage of people that yearn to be challenged and they're looking to be challenged and they can't find it. If you started it, those guys would find it. I'd fully believe that. Uh, I have to agree, and I just I'm just going to add one thing on top of that. Look, there's gyms they straight up kill. All they do is competition. You know, one of the best gyms that I've been, um, Fight Sports Miami. The 11 o'clock train is fucking insane, insane. I trained there. Hansel Gracie, New York. Andrea Galvão, California. All right, I'm talking about the gyms that uh. Their competitors and uh, did you, you go? Know. Did you physically go to those locations to train? Yes. Have Gee will travel. What? I, yes, I told you already. <laughs> <laughs> so, but let me tell you something, man. Look, hey, a little Gee in your suitcase. <laughs> look, uh, look, I'm not gonna lie yeah. here. Uh, um, the toughest gym with Gee that I have a presence in my life is Fight Sports Miami. After the 11 o'clock training, you barely can drink water. <laughs> That's everything hurts, right? Mm -hmm. So I trained there. And those guys, they straight up killers. They have maybe 60, I'm seeing like 60 people on the mats, all black belts, training for a competition. And that's fucking insane. It's wow. just like, uh, let picture, picture this in your head. It's all the special forces together training for one mission. Yeah. You're only gonna see straight up killers. Yeah. Everybody they step on those mats, I mean, everybody that step on the mat there, they are willing to face a hard training. And back then, um, Marius Perry was teaching the class. In what, the what what year is this? You know, what time frame? Generally, uh, was uh, five years. Uh, actually, it was like eight years ago. Okay. Uh, Ten years ago. Okay. Um, last time I was there. I'm not, don't quote me on that because, uh, <laughs> you know, um, anyhow, my, uh, Marius Perry was teaching this class and the first thing that come out of his mouth, say, listen, if you, do you guys have any injuries? In, any injuries? He said, if you do, please step out. Right. Don't train today. Right. But only half of them will. <laughs> Nobody, no one, Dude, no one does. Dude, yeah. everybody probably yeah, was does. like, "Oh shit, yeah, oh shit." So this, <laughs> yeah, this shit's gonna hit the fan. Yeah. So that's that's it. So that's the mentality. But these guys are straight up killers. They uh, they go to tournaments uh, like all the time. They always like jujitsu wise, they're super good in what they do. Um, I have to say that. And but then again, but that's cool. There's uh, jujitsu schools that you come in, you see, is a family environment you see moms you see dads you see kids you see older people you see then I, I people i think i agree with brent there needs to be i uh, as if i was to go do that with my son i want to find that gym i want that gym to go hey we're not shaving your head we're not a killer gym we're here to exactly. have a right. family environment where you yep. can roll exactly yeah, they have their place without yeah. a doubt yeah yeah but those gyms right now uh, um, those gyms right now are making a killing because yeah. they changed yeah. the way of teaching. And I'm like, yeah, this is, you guys are right. You have to change your mentality because um, if I, just like the seminars that we teach, I teach um, in my team, my team and I, 
uh, I don't do everything alone. So imagine if every seminar I do, I hurt people. Or every seminar I do, people complain, hey, don't go to this guy's seminar. He's going to hurt you. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not going to be uh, good. Yeah, true. I mean, because cops are just, I mean, it w- are in service training. They right. have to water it down to the point where they're like, there's no, because there's two aspects. A, no cops want to actually train to fight. You know, they don't want, they're a li- they don't want to train as they fight. They want to just go knock it out and be like, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to handle it with that 30% I just did. Right. And then the other part is, it sucks, but getting hurt. And if they're not covered, if their agency didn't send them to your school, then they're hurt. And yeah. now there's a little bit, you know, so there yeah, is that. There is that aspect for sure. And so you have to be very careful too. And plus, uh, I don't know if you remember that yesterday, but you have to be very, very careful what you teach to these officers. Because if you teach them a wrong position or a wrong movement that's going to lead them to a bad position, you know, that can be very, very dangerous. That falls back on you. Yes. Yeah. So you got to be very, very careful. Ooh, I didn't very think yeah. about that. Yeah, I didn't think about that either. Yeah, <laughs> civil life. So Where'd you learn that, <laughs> Brennan? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. yeah. The, li- the liability, you know, is insane. Um, right now, I teach um, for the college. I have a part-time job. With the, I have my full-time job as a law enforcement officer. Yeah. I also, I work for the college. But I'm a busy man. I work for the college. And uh, uh, my curriculum is vetted by the college. And if you take my class, you know, it's, you also it's condoned by the state. Exactly. Yeah. It, well, one of the things I noticed yesterday about your curriculum is that it's it's not only like looking out for the safety, the physical safety of officers, but you were really emphasizing liability and looking like, you know, not doing this will be good and you can do this takedown and you will not get in trouble. It's like verified. Exactly. So uh, uh, um, we had a bunch of uh, collar belts there, the guys that trained jiu-jitsu black belts to white belts and people that never trained. And, and what I like to see is higher belts saying, bro, I really like that. Mm-hmm. I never thought of that position. And you're 100% right. I'm going to add that to my teachings. You know, uh, We had a bunch of instructors there yesterday that um, – they're like they train jujitsu already. They're like, damn, I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna use that. I like that. You ever here, here's something so so menial. You ever escorted somebody by their elbow? So you got a detainee, and they're. I mean, I don't know if your detain, detainees were bucking that when the Delta Force has them, but <laughs> when we have some, sometimes people when we have them and we're walking them, they're trying to turn at us, and it's like God, and you're just like forcing this walk. All you have yeah. to do. Oh, I don't want to give away your curriculum. Sorry. I'll beep it out. <laughs> beep. <laughs> no, no. Like, no, I, you can just, say. It was the most simple, like, you know, cut <laughs> their elbows and force them. And then as they tried to turn, the way the momentum was working, it, they were almost pushing themselves. It was cool. Yeah. I, um, I'll, I, I don't think this one translates. But generally speaking, once 
Once you have a bag over their head and they're flex cuffed, heading towards a helicopter, they don't they, they don't fight you a whole lot. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> maybe you get I don't add bags over their heads. Maybe that'll help. No, that's another. That's another. Good. Yeah. So military and, and, and law enforcement, civilian security work or whatever that we do here inside the country is totally is a different animal. I have friends who've been in the military. I uh, I have guys from Delta Forces that are taking my classes. Uh, we can talk about that later all day. Uh, yeah, they tell me some crazy stories, you know what I mean? Um, but then again, um, we teach four or five hours, and we don't show everything online. We don't show everything on the on a, on a highlights. Uh, um, I think uh, uh, because... You know, so much content to keep putting in. But uh, um, well, you took the class, man. Um, uh, you took the class yesterday. Uh, I believe that uh, the instructor, he needs to be very active. He needs to make everyone happy by teaching the right stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, you got to teach this person that never did any martial arts in their life to a black belt. So you got to teach in between. So they both be happy. It's a hard thing to do. Um, our curriculum, uh, I say my curriculum, be, not me, our curriculum is uh, we pressure tested. Um, we train this position with several black belts or police officers, SWAT, and amazing fighters. So we pick the positions that we're going to use, and we give it away all the nonsense and that's why the program is effective, and that's why the program is uh, 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 is doing well. Because if you come to one of the seminars, you're going to like it. Yeah, I could tell people wanted to be there and want to know how I could tell, because we ran over time a little bit, and Brandon, <laughs> Brandon was like, "Hey, all these drills, right? Right? It's the it's the it's the lazy guy's like biggest fear is the end of the day drills where you put into practice what you just been building the whole day, right? And he goes, guys." Drills are completely optional. We're past time. Every yeah. single person rolled until Brennan said, all right, we have to actually leave. The owner of the gym is here. <laughs> Close up. Oh, yeah. And uh, um, the thing is, um, I asked, I have people taking my seminars six, seven times. The same person. Yeah. And every time that they come to my seminar, oh, this one is different. Oh, this one is different. Oh, Bro, I just learned that little detail that makes a lot of sense on that position, you know. So I'm I'm yeah. very proud of that. I uh, I showed um, Tyler yesterday. I have 170 uh, reviews, uh, testimonials from police officers that actually did uh, they use uh, the positions that we taught on real life on a job. Well, there's. Yeah. There's uh, about going to the the, the same class, uh, especially as as a beginner. I'll I'll take. I, I went to two different sniper schools, and really both sniper schools ended up teaching very very similar curriculums. But the first time I went to sniper school, I was taking everything in. Everything was new to me, and I wasn't able to digest it all. When I went back to a second sniper school years later again and i remember sitting in the class going i've already had this class but i understood that class at a level that i wasn't able to understand it the first time 
because now I have a background in it, and now I can understand it in a different way and, and, and actually apply it. So going to the same class you know, several times, it, I, I, I'm actually a, a big fan of that. It's like watching your favorite movie over and over again. Oh, that's you, right. Yeah, you pick it, up things. That's right. You'll pick up things you didn't the first time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, but then again, um, in he was there, so he noticed. I'm like, hey, if you've been, uh, how many times have you been on my seminar? One time, two times, three times. The dude four sitting times. next to me was like holding up the number four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great people, man. I love you guys. So, and most of in uh, um. 80% of the class trained jiu-jitsu. So these people, they are, I mean, they coming back for a reason. They know they train jiu-jitsu, they police officers. If you think that the program doesn't work, why they keep coming back? Yeah. And plus there's, you know, when, when, when I instruct, how, how, how long is, was, was, that, was that class uh, Saturday? Uh, it uh, was about five hours because so, we pushed a little bit more. Okay. And, and I'm sure you could have easily turned that into an eight-hour course. You could easily turn it into a two-day course, a three-day course. And, and what I mean by that is when, when they're coming to the same course again, there's things you'll say differently or, or introduce, you know, explain the same technique a different way or add a different spin to it that you didn't the first time because there's so many different ways you can attack it. And now they hear it this time and it, and it just either makes more sense or more. They didn't hear that last time. Because it's hard to compress all that information I'm, into one day. I'm going to uh, make a statement. Uh, the reason why we do uh, uh, one day and not two days yet is because of the t police officers. They work a lot, man. That's right. Yeah. Police officers, they have a crazy schedule. And my my seminars uh, uh, are only for you know law enforcement and uh, um. um can be bad or good, but I don't know. I I, I, been, I agree with that. Yeah, dude, dude, right. he had That's two he had two guys going into shift when they were done with the class. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's very hard yeah. to. Uh, yesterday we had, look, I told we had seventy people. They're supposed to show up. Luckily, <laughs> people canceled. Like uh, we had a lot of cancellations because because they had to go to work. To work, yeah. Luigi, yeah. man, he had to go to work. Oh yeah, his uh, yeah. co-instructor. He took the he took the day off like you know three months ago. I mean, and you know the supervisor said, "Bro, we got to go to work." That's we a good thing because you. you got because you, you got instructors that are on the job still doing yeah. it. Oh wow, I didn't think about that. You know, so yeah, so uh, uh, that that's why I don't do the two day thing yet because yeah. you know police officers they're very limited and these guys uh, uh, most of these people they're paying out of their own pocket to be there and. Uh, I can't think enough, man. I can't yeah. think. I mean, these people are supporters, and uh, uh, I love them all. You know what I mean? I love all these students. I love all these people that have been coming in, and uh, um, uh, they don't come in, hey, this dude's a nice guy, so let's go see him. No. <laughs> well, they want to see me. <laughs> There's nothing to see in me. <laughs> you know what I mean? They like, they, like, they like the shit that we teach. That's why they keep coming back. Well, it's like one of the things about having like on-the-job instructors that haven't been out or – are still cops, but you know, like really like, like when you go to in-service training at your agency, sometimes those people training, you haven't been on the road in five years. Right. And they just kind of lose that spirit. So they're just, te they're teaching you and it's not, it's not any bad or any worse. It's just like, you know, like you in your curriculum yesterday, you had where you were doing two man takedowns and 
I've never in all of my training, which isn't extensive in hand to hand, but all he did were to as soon as one man can take the whole other man, the other person's job is to do crowd control. And he goes, or the crazy wife that's coming to stab you because you're taking her husband to jail because she called you. And yeah. I, I was like, damn, that's so true. Because if you're on the side of the road, fight with somebody, and there's a crowd coming, you know, it, it, and then if one, if, if you guys don't efficiently apprehend that one guy, then there's two. Now it's one on one. And those aren't good odds for cops. Two on two, I should say. You're you're each taking on somebody. I've been right. there a couple times, and you're looking like I hope he's good because I can't get to him right now. <laughs> you're right. I think that's uh, that's why the curriculum now uh, people come to the class and they like the curriculum because everything everything there makes sense. Everything is gonna lead. Uh, uh, the curriculum that we taught yesterday was um, everything was leading to a handcuff position, and they actually like it was using the handcuff to handcuff people. And uh, um, I had this girl, she never trained, you know, but she wanted to learn. She took the class, paid at her own pocket. She was like, I wish I had this training when I started. I wish I knew about this training when I started working because this is, this is amazing. I mean, uh, I, never, I never had this type of training in my department. And no. you won't because of liability, as you said. And as a as a outsider looking in, which is what I am, um, but this world has has become you know obviously uh, more of my focal point. I pay attention to it now. Uh, I pay attention to it a lot. And what what I notice on videos, and I'm sure, you know, I'm assuming this is 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 reality for you guys, is when things start to go wrong on a stop or an arrest. The amount of times I see every the guy's cool. He's fine. Nothing's nothing's out of the ordinary. And as soon as you go to put cuffs on the guy or put a hand put a hand on him, say, and now you're under arrest, it goes from what would seem to be a, a you know a fairly nice stop to, to now you're fighting, mm-hmm. and just just that fast. And the guy didn't really seem like he was going to fight until he realized I didn't talk my way out of this. I'm going to jail. And as soon as you go to put cuffs on him, it's a fight. Okay, and that's exactly what we did yesterday. Yeah. That's exactly what we did yesterday. Now we're going to make contact, and what if the shit hits the fan from here? Yeah, because you had the uh, it start, The drill started with detained. That feeling, when a cop holds your arm, I'm yeah. not free to leave. There's no force. There's <laughs> right. no force, but... Right. Um, and then there's the... Uh, and you're going to get one or the other. You're going to get complete compliance, or you're going to get... And then the next step is no, and it's still not forceful. It's just now I have both your arms, and then... You're going to get one of two things, compliance or they're going to buck. And that's where you would finish the drill of complete apprehension and cuffing. Exactly. And uh, then again, uh, uh, just going to that, we teach both. Like, you know, if suspect is just somewhat resistant and then if he's acting up and then I show the positions. uh, uh, We Man, I mean, I had four testimonies uh, uh, the last week. Right, from officers, they use my positions. And one of them, uh, he's a former special forces. He tags me. Okay, so um, I think we're doing something good <laughs> because uh, of the, uh, um, the reviews that uh, we get, of the testimonies that we've been getting, I think we do, we're doing something uh, very valuable to the community. 
that is other companies that are teaching good classes too and i think uh cops should train there and should see what other companies are teaching and then they make their own decision it's just like i've been to many seminars so so do you guys and uh Yes. You go to the seminar, you pick something for the instructor, you go to the seminar, you pick something for the instructor, that's what you need to be doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some, but, uh, something you said earlier about, you know, we were talking about, you know, force, and if you, if, you know, and you were like, well, if, and if they don't know what they're doing, they just use all their force. Uh, when when we were in training, uh, you know, for Delta Force, the kind of a, a funny nickname one of the instructors called us was Baby Snakes when we when we first got there. Because we'd, we'd hit a target and practice, and we just hit it. 100%, 100% of the time, as hard as we can throughout the whole target. And he's like, you guys are baby snakes. Can you get the reference of baby snakes? Do you know why baby snakes are, are actually more dangerous than adult snakes? I'm sure you've heard that. That was. <laughs> baby venomous snakes are, are the most dangerous snakes because they don't know how to control their venom. So they just give you all their venom. Uh, so you ever handle like a baby snake, they give you all their venom, and they're not adult <laughs> enough to say, hey, this is just this is just going to be a scare bite. I'm only going to give some of my venom to this. And so, um, you know, and, and he's right. Like, you know, as, as we progress eight months later, you know, there's, there's, there's times you go, you know, there's times you go hundred percent, but if I have to take a shot at, at 30 feet on the move and hit this guy in the head, who's holding a hostage, you know, that target is low yourself. I, down. That's right. I can't go a hundred percent. I have to go whatever percentage is required to make that shot. Exactly. And, and that, translate to the jiu-jitsu world too because it's like a white belt you put two white belts together here to train and leave the door open they got ended up in miami <laughs> <laughs> you put, yeah you know yeah. but that translates to the babe, baby yeah. snake thing you know oh yeah this guy goes hey i'm gonna do a drill well i'm not gonna talk about the drill because that is a good drill and i don't want you to have your curriculum out here but no was, you can man it I was mean. a drill where um you know he was like I, I i want you guys to feel which a lot of cops don't what it's like to fight for a gun, right? It's, and it's, he was like, I just want you to feel the feeling. I don't want you to kill each other. I want you to go back to back. You know, it was training. It's one of those things where like, um, the, the concept is good for good training, but when you put two grown men back to back with a gun in the middle of their back and then you put a camera in their face and you're like, this isn't about winning. <laughs> oh, it's about winning. <laughs> it, it goes from 20% yeah, to 100%. Yeah, start with 10% only. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, right. Yeah, so uh, we do the so I don't have a lot of sims, right? So uh, guns, we do that with blue guns. Uh, um, uh, I went to Police Week uh, with Flio in DC. DC, yeah. yeah. So um, we met this guy, and he was telling us that his father got shot and killed because uh, the dad dropped the gun, and the bad guy. Got hold, uh, got hold of his weapon and shot him, uh, shot and shot the cop in the middle of his head. So I met his son telling us this at Police Week. Okay, so this is fucking sad, man. Yeah. So and um, was the son a cop now by chance? No, he's, he's not just, a cop. He he's just the yeah, he's yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, but yeah, this cop he said I, I I when you brought it up yesterday your seminar I I think it was more execution style and the guy goes dude I have a kid uh, I mean, that's not what he said he was yeah he was yeah. like that was the feeling he was giving off is like this isn't just bad guy versus good guy anymore like you're about to execute me and i have a child and he that's right yeah, yeah he shot the yeah. guy so in this kid was telling us this story and i'm like shit you know that's that's fucked up bro and uh and so 
we do this drill. I mean, we have several drills, several. I mean, we do a lot of drills, man. But uh, uh, one drill that I like to do for brand new police officers that never had the experience to see what it's like, uh, it's just, you know, it's very simple. You place the gun, uh, you can put it, place it on the floor. It's just one weapon only. And um, you have them with the all the gear on. And now I want to give them the feeling how hard it is to control a piece of plastic. Now, can you imagine you're fighting for the real thing? Yeah. Get real adrenaline pumping. The real yeah. gun. Get, get people's lives on the line. Yeah. You're losing your fine motor skills. Right. So <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's very, very hard because some people try to use uh, sport jujitsu on though on that drill and they get they end up being shot all the time yeah yeah because they're going for position i saw that i yeah. watched that guys yeah. were uh and they go back into their head of i need to roll for position and winning and the other guys just like pow pow, pow right pow, pow. <laughs> and then our job is to educate them see you see guys so there's other ways that we can do this uh um so that is why my uh not my our seminars because you know who am i to say because i have a lot a bunch of people uh, they, a whole uh, an army like behind us you know helping uh, um, our, our seminars is just a wake-up call mm-hmm. i tell them that i okay. tell people that the seminars is just a wake-up call for you guys you guys are not going to become black belts and some of these positions here you're not even going to remember tomorrow right. it's not that the position is hard you know, they're very easy to grasp. If you don't train, you have to get a partner crazy like you and try to do the stuff that we did today. Everything's fairly easy. Uh, for every seminar that I, uh, um, that I teach, I give them, each student, my business card. They can call me at any time if they have any questions about any positions, and we go over again. Yeah. That's how much I care. My phone is busy all the fucking time, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I work, I got three dogs, I go home, yeah. I teach classes, I help a Brazilian top team, I have a garage uh, that I teach cops. If you're a police officer, you come and train. Uh, uh, of course, you gotta be a, good, a, a very good human too because you come to my house. I have cops that come to my house, say, bro, I'm in a dark place, I don't know what I do. I, you know, fresh rookie from the military, got into the police work. Uh, sh- this person went to a call involved uh, involving like minor and she was yeah it was a female so she was all messed up and yeah. she's like I, I I've been having bad thoughts every day you know so I'm like oh well <laughs> what I'm gonna do now so I'm like you know what stay busy stay busy train jujitsu train right. jujitsu yeah. she found a boyfriend she's not training jujitsu anymore but she thanked me. I'm like, yeah. bro, you saved my life. I have a, I had another officer that cried inside my garage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you. Because um, I think jujitsu, in my opinion, is better than a therapist. Right? I've been to dark places before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Speaking I, my language. We, we talked about this before. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to dark places before. And everyone, every human being, Okay, at one stage of their lives, they're going to have bad thoughts. They're going to have second uh, doubts, and uh, that's when you're going to stop and think, bro, what the fuck is wrong with me? At the time, I mean, my life was great. (laughs) I had everything that I can ask for, you know, and why 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 I'm like this. I have no energy. I don't want to do anything. I... 
you know. So I went to a doctor, and uh, I talked to a doctor. She tried to put me on some pills, and then I talked to her again. I'm like, I'm not taking enough your pills. I put everything on the toilet and flush it. Yeah, they're just so, trying to cover up the symptoms. So how I fix myself? I was going out. I spent more time training, you know, more times uh, outside on outdoors, you know, doing good stuff. Yeah, we we talk about yeah. it all the time. And then I I fix myself, but then again, I was very confused. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, why I'm why I'm so depressed? You know what I mean? Why? Yeah. Why? I mean, I have everything that I. I have everything that money can buy or I have food. I mean, I don't, I, dude, I don't need much, bro. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I ate from, <laughs> anyhow, one day I'll tell my story. But anyhow, uh, I grew up very poor. Okay. I grew up very, very poor at one point. Yeah. So when you say everything money can buy, it's, it's subjective, right? You, yeah. You have everything that you need in life. I need you, in life. You, you have a place to stay. You have a vehicle. Uh, You're not worried about where your next meal comes from. No. You have the, the necessities Money coming of in, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, money coming in, brand new car, brand new house. Yeah. You know? Living the American dream. Correct. Uh, uh, you should uh, be happy. Exactly. And everything was down. <laughs> right. I'm like, what is wrong with me? You know what I mean? So then I'm like, okay, I got to fix myself. But then again, if you have those, if you start having those feelings and then you turn then to alcohol drugs dude you're gonna go so fucking deep yeah that's yeah. literally what we talk you're gonna about. do yeah. you're gonna go so fucking deep yeah. if you mix alcohol with bad thoughts or drugs with bad thoughts you're gonna end up in a very dark place yeah i, I was uh at a, a business conference and the, and the and the speaker said something I'll, I'll i'll never forget and the speaker says uh he was uh he was talking about tough times. He goes, "I I don't drink, uh, but you know, so you know, take you know, take that, you know." So, but but I know this. He goes, "I don't know anyone who in life who's ever ever said, hey, you know what? I was I was going through some bad times, and uh, I started drinking. I started drinking a lot, and you know what? Things started getting better. <laughs> and the more I drank, the better things got. Right. Said no one." <laughs> Ever in the history of the world, you know, so it's yeah. insane to do that and I understand why people do it, you know, a night, you know, yeah. or, or, you know, you, everyone's human. You can have a bad night, but to turn to that as your solution, it's insanity. Yeah. Alcohol is not a medication. That's right. Yeah, right. You're, that's right. It, it, you can't turn it into your medication. No. Well, so right. what's your thoughts on like people like wanting to get into Brazilian. Let's talk about the male that you just talked about. The guy, the type of male, not necessarily the guy, but the type of male that shows up to a gym, gets choked out by a girl half his size, and he's a little emasculated. Because, I mean, like I, I'm dating a girl now that can outlift me. I think, and I'm about eighty percent sure she could choke me out. <laughs> and it's not the worst thing in the world, but. You know, what do you think about the dudes that are so egotistical that that would drive, or even a, another male, right? How yep. do you deal with that? Be a fucking man. <laughs> don't be a man. Don't be a fucking pussy, bro. Come on, you got win. Two, <laughs> come on, you got two fucking balls. That's what I say. You gotta you know? want it. You gotta want it. Come on, bro. You just gotta because, want it. Just because a a uh, I give all the credits to the female in the world. Uh, but she made you tap, so it's the end of the world. You should get better. You should, <laughs> you should turn uh, 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 that to a fucking fire. Come back right. and be better. Be That's like, right. holy shit, 
That's the moment that you realize that, holy fuck, yeah. I know how to shoot CQB on point, but then again, this little girl who's not even a law enforcement officer, she right. controlled me. Right. That can't be the demotivational factor. That has to be the motivational right. factor. A hundred percent. Do you ever go back to Brazil? Do you, you, you ever visit? Brazil's a shit show, yes. Do you, do you ever wonder, where is that little girl? Purple girl, purple belt girl that choked me out, and blue belt, blue belt yeah. girl, and and where's and I'd love to see her in the gym again. <laughs> I just, I just, because I'm, I'm petty like I'm that. I'm back, mother. That's right, because I'm petty <laughs> like Kill that. Kill me now. <laughs> choked me out. Oh, now. I have yeah. some weird fetish, right. and it's because of you. That's right. Yeah. You don't remember <laughs> yeah, me, but I remember. Yeah, you don't remember me, but I remember right. you. Let's go. <laughs> right. You remember her name, Brennan. Yes, <laughs> yes, because she dated one of my friends. Uh, yeah, uh, I have a lot of love for these guys, man. Uh, Brazil is a tough country. Growing up in Brazil uh, was never easy. I, uh, like I said, until a point, my family were very like struggling, poor, and uh, I remember going back to my house, um, going back to my house from schools. You see, like dead bodies on the streets, and you just walk by, like was nothing. And uh, <laughs> like uh, this guy, he trains uh, with. He's still in the army. I'm not gonna say his name. Uh, um, Brazilian he, army? No, American. Oh, okay. He uh, he trains with the special oh, forces. Okay, yeah. He's still active, and uh, he goes to Brazil. And he said, "Bro, I was um, I was inside this apartment with my this family, and uh, one of the little kids came. Mom, mom, let's go see the body. They shot just they just shot somebody uh, downstairs. So everybody's getting ready to see the body. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking weird, bro. Like yeah. here, if you you see a dead, I mean, if some, you see you a just dead, don't. No, you yeah. can't. See, I never saw a dead a a body laying down on the streets here, like a dead deer on the side. Yeah, of the like road. a dead deer on the side <laughs> of the road. You don't see that in the United States. So the culture is very different. Uh, for instance, uh, uh, um, that movie um, about uh, sex trafficking was the name. Uh, the freedom, sound of freedom, sound, sound of freedom, freedom. Yeah. bro. I went and watched that movie. Right, I still haven't seen it. I need to. All right, it's a good movie. I get it. I get it. The content is very good. They pass a message. But then again, people were crying. That movie didn't phase me at all. A single bit. Yeah. And I had like people crying, like downloading the app, trying to help. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, nice. But if right now, if we go to a plane, if you take a plane, go to Brazil, I'll take you to those places that you see like mine, uh, 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 um, doing prostitution and sometimes right. they're not forced they're doing because they have no other choice for the motherfuckers that uh, they want to burn this flag the American flag and 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 talk shit about this country go live in Brazil they won't go go try try to be a police officer in Brazil try to be a police these guys go to war every single day well, just you, like in Israel you said they tried to take their guns often right uh, all the time all the time guns from them I have a group chat with police officers only in Brazil. This shit that they send on the group chat is just insane. It's 10 times worse than you see in Gaza. Okay? Uh, uh, people, they have no idea. And uh, uh, the media never talk about it uh, um, because it's, it's, it's a normal thing in there. Right. Just like uh, uh, some... Um, right, it's not newsworthy because it's an everyday right, some Just like some other countries that they allowed uh, uh, 10-year-old... Uh, female to get a uh, child to get mar married with a, uh, an adult. Right. You don't see people talking about it because it's normal there. You know what I mean? So go live in this fucking country, these fucking countries, and then come back to the United States 
you're going to have a wake-up call. You're going to love this country. All right? So that's why uh, uh, um, a lot of um, immigrants come in and they do well because they don't want to go fucking back, bro. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to. They do not want to go fucking back because when they see the opportunity that this land will give them, they'll be like, holy shit. This is freedom. Yeah. This is fucking freedom. I can work. I can have uh, a house. I can have medical. Uh, um, I can have hospitals. Easy, a easy access to hospitals. And Bro, go to Brazil and, and f God forbid, have a heart attack, attack there. You know what they're going to do? Put you on the side of the road. That's it. Right. And you, I mean, they'll bring to the hospital. Then you're going to die there. <laughs> and and what they'll say and I again I I appreciate their uh their uh their their fervor but they're they're just slightly misguided and what they'll say to that is just because you know things are are worse other places doesn't mean that we can't be better and that's not what and that's not and that's never what I want you know to see these protesters not try to make America better but they they only see the negative America, and it makes them have a disdain and a dislike and even a hatred for their own country. I have no problem with people. We're not perfect for trying to make America continue to be better. But to not at the same time be grateful for what America is blows my mind. Because, like, I've, I've been around the world. You, you've, you've, you've spent time and a lot of time in Brazil, and you know what the rest of the world yeah, looks like. And, and these people have no idea how good they have it. Brent, it sounds like you want to make America great again. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about yeah, time, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, to, uh, there's, there is one thing before we run out of time that, that I want to talk about, and, and it, it comes back to one of your points about you, you have to make time for it. You know, you, you, you want to be you want to be good at, uh, you know, at, at BJJ or anything. You, you have to make time, and, and people always make the excuse, well, I don't have time. And this is something, this is something that I do. At the beginning of every month, I look about I look at what I did last month, what my objectives were last month, what my focuses were last month, and you know, and how can I get better next month towards that goal? And I say every month because life changes, and so your your schedule has to move, you know, for for those changes. So there may be times when you know you're 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 a beat cop working the night shift all the time, and you need to find time to get in. And, and do hand to hand training. There's other times, you know, that your 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 job shifts or or family, you know, can can take precedence next month. Say, hey, well, I didn't do a good job balancing my life, you know, last month, and this month I'll do better at that. But you every at the beginning of every month, you need to you need to stop and do a pulse check and say, how did I do last month? What does next month look like? And more importantly, where did I screw up? Did, was I did I scroll on Instagram for 45 minutes a day and maybe I could take that out and, you know, and maybe I could have went to the gym. Maybe I could have rolled. There's always, I don't accept that as an excuse to say, well, I don't have time. If it's something that needs to be in your schedule, you will find time. You make time. And uh, uh, look, I have to make time for everything that I do. The minute that I leave work, man, I'm a beast. I have to work. After work, I work again, and sometimes I go to bed at 1 a.m. Um, it's not it's not good, but uh, I have to get shit done because no one's gonna do it for me. And if I don't have the drive, who's gonna do it for me? No one. My next door neighbor? No. 
my co-worker, this, nobody cares about you. Is the reality. In yeah. the end of the day, I mean, you have friends, oh, dude, you're my bro, whatever you need, until a point. So until a point, you're my bro. <laughs> somebody will see your success, and they'll see this much, and they'll either be like, wow, dude, how did you do it? Or they'll hate on you a little bit for the success you have. And they didn't see, I mean, it's a stupid iceberg meme, but they didn't see the no, amount of true. work you put into this doing. Man, that's so true. You know, like working double, you know, like Joe Rogan had, a, he said on a podcast once, he's like, if you want to change your career, if you want to be an entrepreneur and you're stuck at a dead end job, he's like, you can't quit your job because you'll have no money. But you have to work double now. You have to spend a lot of time doing double duty in order to transfer over to doing something that you want to do. Nope. For instance, uh, uh, you guys build a podcast here, right? So I, ca I came in today, everything set up nice. So in my head, all right, these guys work for, I mean, work for this. They work hard to put everything together. Nothing's easy. So, but if you don't have the drive to do it, you're not going to do it because everything takes a lot of time, okay? As you say, going back to time, um, you have to make time for everything in this life. If you don't make time, nothing's going to happen. Yep. People just see this you know, podcast you know, out on the internet later. They, they don't know we came in early on a Sunday on, on what is supposed to be my day off because I work six days a week. But when you're a business owner, you work seven right. days a week anyway. We came in early on a Sunday to make to make this happen. Yeah, we got family here in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a nine-year-old boy over there wait, waiting for this over thing. It. Yeah. No, we yeah, all... But, but they don't see that. We all have a busy life, but yeah. uh, we we have to make time. Yeah. I mean, like, you're yeah. about to drive home. You're I'm about, about to, to drive go, home. You're about to go pay an overdraft fee for your dogs. Right? <laughs> no, you have no idea. Uh, uh, I know that for a fact. You know, you're going to have to. Well, my house is under construction. Uh, I, I built my house, so I'm doing some odd stuff there. My house is under construction. I have to. Uh, from here, I got to go to a pet store, get, do, get food for my dogs. My dogs at the, uh, this place now that we keep them there because I have three working dogs, and my dogs, they're crazy. So they cannot be on my yard right now because I'm putting pavers everywhere. So, I mean, we, but, but look at like we bought this dog, anyhow. Yes, you're 100% right. So, dude, you gotta move, you cannot stop. And yeah. if you stop, you'll die. And you know what like I mean? Today, this is happening right now because it went from Saturday to Friday to Sunday. Because all three of us, it, it easily could have <laughs> somebody, it easily we could have just been like, we'll just reschedule it, you know, we'll right. just reschedule, of course. It. And right. we somehow still because this will be a really good episode. and and it's not just three guys like, hey, what are you doing on Sunday? Do you want to just go? You know, yeah. it was, you had to make it happen. And uh, this month, I taught uh, five seminars only this month, November. All right. So busy, man. Imagine. Sometimes I get on a plane uh, um, on Friday. I travel the entire day, 12 hours to get to this place. And then I take a shower when I got to the hotel, wake up super early, get myself together. And go teach a seminar with my friends, with my coaches. Then I fly back home the same night. All right. So people don't see the background. Mm -hmm. I slept many times inside airports. You guys have no idea. But hey, I'm happy, man. I'm very happy. Right. <laughs> I'm very, very happy because you know what? I teach yeah. uh, with passion. Yeah. I do what I love and I'm going to continue to do it. We have a lot of seminars uh, coming. In 2024, I have a uh, if you guys. So if you're a state Florida officer, you can come 
to our seminar in Tallahassee. So I, I, all paid and vetted by the state, by the college. And you guys can come in. Uh, we have this deal going on. Um, we can give you free food and free stay. So Oh, wow. The yes. logistics are paid for? If you were Florida the police officer. So oh, wow. go to my uh, website, BJJ, uh, www.bjjcops.net, and search for the Tallahassee course. It's totally free. It's an instructor course that we're doing again, second one. My first one, we had 35 people, and we had 30 people in line waiting. So I believe we already have like 20 people signed up. So it's going to be another a good one. So do not miss it. So if you a Florida law enforcement officer, you can sign up, and everything is going to be for free. And plus, they, the course is going to be 100 is 100% vetted. And when is that course? To teach. Uh, it's going to be May 9. Okay. All what, right, so make sure sign up. <laughs> what What do you got coming up uh, beginning of next year? What do you got for uh, January? Beginning, February? I have a steward. I have a uh, steward. We're going to do a, a seminar there with the with the police department. Stewart, Georgia? No, Stewart, uh, Florida. Stewart, Florida. Florida. I have uh, New York. I have uh, Michigan. Uh, I have to... I have to upload all the seminars, so we're going to have Massachusetts, Miami, Texas, California. California is going to be a, another big one. Oh, coast we're doing to, a coast to coast. Yes, coast to coast. So we're going to do a huge seminar at the SIG uh, facility, at the SIG Academy. Okay. Uh, matter of fact, one, uh, we're, going to, we're going to have great instructors there. Ashley, she's going to teach the class with me. We're going to have a SWAT sergeant and a, um, a Delta Force active. He's going to teach the class. I might come up for that. You know, Sig, Sig carries our, our coffee. First responders coffee come. They they have a, love a, to have a, you there, a big display. And I, I've been meaning to go up there and, and uh, shake hands with those guys. I don't know, so, Brennan. Where was Brent yesterday? <laughs> 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 so anyhow, so that seminar at the Sig facility is going to be insane, right? That'd be so, good one. Uh, uh, it's going to be a good one. The instructors are phenomenal. I mean, the guys uh, who's going to teach you the shooting part, they're fucking legit, man. Yeah. They're straight up killers, you know what I mean? Especially this Delta yeah. Force active dude oh so, so it's like a mixed thing it's not just bjj it's like no it's gonna be a uh we're gonna have uh, a shooting part and then we're gonna have the you know arrest control and this, this stuff that we did yesterday you know but it's gonna be a two-day course what's the delta force guy's name just kidding just kidding <laughs> <laughs> his name's a no name <laughs> his, fla- his, fa- his face is blurry yeah. anyways he's, yeah. but he's yeah. legit bro he's I'll tell you. I'll go up there and I'll tell you if he is. <laughs> yeah, he's a hundred percent legit. So we never, uh, credibility, credibility is one thing that we like. We care, yeah. and uh, we're not gonna just put names out there just to be cute. You know what I mean? So this yeah. guy is good. And uh, I just want to thank you guys, man, for the opportunity here. Uh, you know, when I when I met uh, Tyler, you know, we spent like. One hour and a half on the phone. I'm like, I got to hang up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> because the conversation was so good, yeah. right? So we got to keep talking. And uh, uh, But then again, uh, um, I invited him to the seminar because he said that BJJ don't work. So, and then he I was, said that? <laughs> <laughs> dude, they're going to come after me. You can't oh, right, say that. Yeah. Say that right. BJJ doesn't work. Yeah, make, that, then, make that a snippet. <laughs> And then Brent's going to go do it now. <laughs> and and then all of a sudden, he was there, like, doing all the positions. Oh, yeah. I like that. And he was like, oh, I like this one. Oh, I like this one. Yeah. And then he saw a bunch of SWAT guys that he knows. He saw the, <laughs> he saw all his bodies there from Orange County and was yeah. just, like, home. And, and, like he said, everybody wanted to be there. So everybody yeah. was very engaged. You know, it was an v- amazing atmosphere, uh, good vibes from everyone. Um, 
man, I had an amazing time yesterday, you know. And uh, every time that I that we teach a seminar, like on Monday when I go to work, I'm a different animal. I'm I'm motivated. Yeah. I want to do it again. And then you know Tuesday what? comes around, you're like, God, this sucks. <laughs> One thing they got to learn about me, like, if I don't be active, if I don't do, if I don't keep moving to the right direction, I get depressed. I was so just right. sitting here thinking about the three people sitting at this table and how they would rather have 28 hours of things to do in a 24-hour day than have nothing to do because right. they're just going to go find stuff to do. They're going to go build things, create things. Exactly. I'm, I don't want to talk about your personal life here, but then again, uh, um, if you don't keep yourself motivated and doing things, dude, you're gonna end up in a hole. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah, that's a uh, you know a, a stagnant mind and you know stagnant hands. It, it your mind never goes to a positive place. Right. Your mind always goes to the negative. So uh, you know you're, you're, you, that that's always our message about mental health. Get keep busy. Moving. Get busy. Keep moving. Yep. Get busy. Keep moving. One hundred percent. Well, Brennan. Yep. Thanks, Thanks for having me, brother. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you, guys. Great. Uh, thank you. You look uh, like a real killer in that shirt. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, look. Um, every time I travel, right, I don't carry enough. I end up buying stuff. And this is this. I had this one here in the back of my truck. So I'm like, you know what? Looks green. It's time. <laughs> looks like it a looks, good podcast. Looks shirt. like a good podcast <laughs> short. You know what I mean? Screams I like Florida. I like it. I like it. <laughs>